Cam Rising dispels a rumor his recovery is going poorly, but will he be ready for the Florida Gators game? And what tier of college quarterbacks does Cam Rising belong in? That and more on today's Locked On. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. My name is JT Wistow, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're talking Cam's recovery and where he ranks in what tier in particular amongst college quarterbacks. And in order to help me do all that, it's friend of the show, Ryan McDonald of the Deseret News and Ryan. Ryan, just first starting with Cam and his recovery, this became a topic of conversation again because someone uh, with zero sources, I, I love when people do this on Twitter, zero sources just basically tweeted out that the Cam's recovery had a setback and all these different things. And then Cam tweeted out um, his recovery, that Cam tweeted out a gif of Samuel L. Jackson implying like, oh, that, that's news to me. Like he was, he was surprised. I thought it was a perfect response. And uh, the person who tweeted that, um, there's been some other past tweets of theirs that kind of surfaced again, where it was kind of like some of them take shots at Cam Rising, other false things they've said that didn't come true as well. So once again, I don't really, not really with the source, but I still think it's noteworthy that Cam still re- commented on his recovery i think it's cool that he did that kind of shot down it hasn't going well we had porter larson on this show uh, just last week or excuse me two weeks ago and he said that barring any setbacks cam cam's on pace he's, he should be ready to go a few weeks before fall camp starts and uh he everything's looking good right now so i mean i'm i'm gonna go, go with porter larson over a random a random twitter person basically and uh everything we've heard from cam too is that his recovery is going well we'll see how it all goes out but as of right now ryan i think he's gonna be ready for the florida game yeah, um, I, th- that was a surprise to me, you know, with, um, regardless of the, the accuracy of, of that or, or not. Um, that was a surprise to, to see that there's been uh, a potential hiccup in his recovery um, just because everything that I've seen in her has, has been that, yeah, if anything, he's maybe ahead of schedule, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe ahead of. Yeah. And so <laughs> that would be really hard as an athlete to uh, to not respond to everything negative oh, yeah. that is said about you. Um, but that was so that was interesting that Cam took that opportunity today. And, and I think this is a situation that it probably was pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to respond to this one, you know, because, yeah, you know, I'm, We'll see. We'll see, I guess. But uh, yeah, that that was a surprise to me. I'll put it that way. That was a surprise to me today to see the insinuation that there's been setbacks and whatnot. Yeah, that is one of the things as an athlete, you know, you don't like when people speak on in general, people don't like just in life. You don't like when anyone says anything negative about you or speaks on something they know nothing about. So that's where it does get tempting to jump back. And uh, even just when you get negative comments, I know with this pot, this podcast and YouTube show, I get frustrated with the negative comments. I wanted to clap back at everyone. And even I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know what, you're fighting a battle. You're never going to win with some people anyways, too. And I do appreciate all of you who sped up. I do enjoy debating with you guys in the comments. I just ask you to keep it respectful, even though it's not going to always be the case regardless. But um, look, this is great for 
for Utah that Cam is kind of on track and on schedule. Florida is a little bit of a mess, at least right now, in terms of their quarterback situation and just the way the season ended for them last year. But this is still an SEC team, and they still have some very talented players on their roster. They are more than capable of coming into Rice Eccles Stadium and getting a win. But it's still a game Utah should win. They haven't lost a true home game since 2018. If Cam Rising, Brant Keithy are healthy, I expect them to beat Florida. Yeah, I mean, yeah, being at home, I think Cam is is – the question mark, you know, I still think that that's until he, until he's out there, you know, as much as I as much as I believe the idea that he's at least on schedule, if not ahead of schedule, you never know, you know, until until guys get the pads on and get under the, you know, get and the lights are on and, and it's it's a live game. You never know exactly how they're going to come back, especially from an an injury like he, he had. Um, but yeah, if I agree with that, that notion that if he, if he's healthy and ready to go, um, I think they should beat Florida. Yeah. And the other thing too, to note with Cam Rising's recovery and everything is look, he obviously tore his ACL. That was at the Rose bowl had short surgery shortly after you're looking at the timeline of when he had surgery, when he suffered the injury and everything, most people, it takes them a six to nine months to recover from this injury. The game Florida game is a little over eight months after his surgery. When you target the Florida game and everything there too. So that's why I think you hear a lot of people saying, no, he's going to be good to come back a little bit early and be able to practice because not only is that right in the average timeline, but we're also not talking about an average person. We're talking about cam rising who has a very strong lower body college athletes, athletes in general are a little on a different timeline themselves in terms of what a normal app uh, in terms of what a normal person um, is able to do. So I do think that part of it is important to factor in too. Like that cam is he conditions himself. This is his full-time job, right? Is recovering and getting back to fall. A lot of people will tear their ACL. Still got to go to their nine to five stuff to do maybe other obligations for life. They can't devote as much covery to rest and recovery as athletes do their bodies just in general. So I think, especially with an injury, this is where modern medicine and everything can come into play that I do think had cam suffered this injury like 10 years ago, I would be even more concerned about his potential to meet this date. But because of where we're at with modern medicine, because we're talking about cam rising an exceptional division one athlete to, and a really good quarterback, who's got a strong body. That's another reason I feel good about him being able to come back shorter than the nine months, that kind of max recovery. And once again, just making the Florida game. Yeah, um, and I think another thing about Cam too, I don't think he's going to be dumb and and hurry yes. back and hurry back unwisely. But that being said, he's a gamer. Like mm-hmm. you know, he he's the guy who's 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 trucking dudes and his helmet flying off. What game mm-hmm. is that? Well, you know, like yeah, Pac-12 championship. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And uh, that's what I thought it was, but I was like, I'm not positive, so I'm. Um, but yeah, you know, so he's a gamer, he, you know, and, and so I think he's, he's probably going to do everything that he can, um, to, to come back. And, and yet I, like I said, I, I do also think it, especially at this point in his career, he's also, I think, smart enough to, to listen to his body and, and not, you know, hurry back. But yeah, I, I, I get the feeling he's going to do everything he possibly can to, to get back as soon as possible. I absolutely agree. And look, I trust him. I touch, I trust the recovery staff. I feel like Cam will be ready to go. 
I feel good if it is Bryson Barnes or Brandon Rose. Utah is still capable of beating Florida because this is, once again, it's not a Florida team that's coming in with Anthony Richardson. They're coming in with Graham Mertz, a guy who really struggled in Wisconsin, one of the rare quarterbacks I've personally seen kind of peak in his first game. I think he ever started. I still remember that Thursday night against Nebraska. We're like, is this guy, like he had Mahomes tweeting. We're like, this guy's incredible. Is he the next dude in the quarterback in the Big Ten? And now he's over on Florida too. So still a very capable, really good Florida team. This Utah team cannot sleep on them, but one that you definitely you can win without Cam. If you have Cam there, I think you feel much stronger about your potential to win there too. So it's going to be interesting, exciting to see how it all plays out. And look, the reason we feel like Cam is capable of beating a team like Florida is because he's a high caliber college football quarterback. But where does he belong in the tiers that of college football quarterbacks? That is what we're going to be talking about in a moment. But first, we got to talk to you guys a little bit more about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. You guys can bet on everything. If you think Shoney Atani is going to keep it up, if you think you're the best player on your team is going to continue it, if they're getting a little bit of a funk or they're going to break out of it, if your team's going to be able to keep their momentum going, if, a lot of fun stuff for you to get into at FanDuel. So don't, don't miss your chance once again at FanDuel.com slash locked on for that free $1,000. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball trademark used with permission. Ryan, looking over now to the state of college football and all the quarterbacks that occupy it, Bruce Feldman and Stuart Mandel of The Athletic recently compiled their list of college football quarterbacks, and they placed them into tiers. We're going to talk about the top four tiers. This is something you recently wrote an article on, too. Tier one is Caleb Williams. I have absolutely zero qualms with that. Caleb Williams is an incredible, remarkable player. Um, tier two is Drake May and Michael Penix. I think that's fair. I actually think tier two is missing a couple of quarterbacks personally, but then we get into tier three. So this is where I'm like, yeah, Cam's not in tier one, tier two. Cam's going to be in tier three, right? I was proven wrong. I was very surprised to look and find Cam rising in tier four over, over a few quarterbacks. So um, first of all, I'm just going to say, and we can talk about the guys specifically in a moment. I believe Cam personally, I think he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks in college football coming back. I believe at the worst, he's one of the 15 best when you look at what he's accomplished. Look, I understand some guys can throw. Their highlight tapes might look a little bit better than Cam Rising. Cam Rising takes care of the ball. He moves the chains. He makes things happen when you're talking about Cam Rising. So that's where, personally, I feel like he does belong in this Tier 3 with these guys. Do you feel like Cam is a Tier 3 quarterback? That's kind of where I was expecting him to, I think, as I was going down the the list. And and um, I I probably figured that that he would be in in three um let's see there's there's yeah there's uh i guess eight that they put in in tier three um so yeah this you know but this puts him in you know the top 11 or so quarter you know 11 to to 20 or so quarterbacks um which which is about where he probably is you know and um and I guess depending on if we're talking about just based on past production or based on what we think he's going to do this year, yeah. you know, I, I think um, again, that ACL is, is always going to be a question you know, until he gets out there and, and proves that he's good, you know, all totally healthy and, and back to his old self, you know, there, there are some questions there uh, maybe, but okay, I go back to cams, a gamer, that that do you know beyond physical abilities you know beyond 
um, all that. I think he knows how to win football games, you know, and, and I think that should count for something in terms of, you know, when you're talking about the country's best quarterbacks. Yeah. Stats tell part of the story, right? When you see the guy through for 4,000 yards, but I want to know, like, it's the fourth quarter, your team's got the ball down to like how many guys played a game as impressive as Cam did against the USC last season. I just don't think everyone that's, like I said, Cam's over in tier four. I don't think everyone in tier three is capable of that kind of a performance week in and week out. And let's talk about some of the guys in the tier three now. And I will say that like some of the names I'm going to go through, I actually like the one that stands out to me is I think Bo Nix and I like Jordan Travis a lot too. I, I, Jordan Travis is in tier four with Cam. I would have zero issue if Bo Nix, and personally, I would have Bo Nix in like that tier two with those guys. And I might even have Jordan Travis up there as well. So those are two guys that I think this list is a little low on. But the other guys are guys I absolutely feel like that Cam belongs in the discussion with. When you're talking about Jaden Daniels, I think he's right there. Jaden Daniels, start, and look, I know he transferred everything. Had a very up and down season with LSU. Let's not forget this LSU team too, led by Jaden Daniels, suffered one of the worst late season losses last year when they went and lost to Texas A&M, who was one of the most disappointing teams in college football based on preseason season hype we'd ever seen um you get kj jefferson there as well i like kj jefferson i think he's a good quarterback but like i mean that arkansas team really fell off at different points in the season last year and jefferson's struggles were part of that too jj mccarthy's here i I personally look i know mccarthy got michigan to the college football playoff but this is also where the notion of like the quarterback not carrying right caleb williams carries usc right and they're lincoln riley there's other offense pieces there right but we know what the defense is michigan had a really good defense they had an outstanding rushing attack they've had the back-to-back top offensive line in the country that's where i just don't watch jj mccarthy play and he wasn't great against tcu and i'm like oh yeah that guy's a whole tier better than cam rising i think they belong in the same one and uh a lot of these guys you get in here you get uh, frank harris from utsa grayson mccall coastal carolina a uh, michael pratt from tulane as well and the, another guy too, like in Devin Leary in Kentucky. And I know he was hurt the last time he was at NC state too, but I just look at all those guys and I'm like, Oh, if they were Utah's quarterback, it's not like, I'm like, Oh man, we're, we're even in a better spot than we are now. I, if anything, I'd feel worse just because I've seen cam do it week in and week out. And I just think there's something to be said, Ryan, of going against power five competition week in and week out the best of the best over and over again, rather than group of five competition, like a conference USA. And some of these guys go through Frank Harris, McCall, all these guys, they're very good college quarterbacks. I just think they should be in tier four or heck they can be in tier three. I just don't think they belong ahead of cam rising. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say. And, and um, I might be getting ahead of you, but, um, but uh, as much as, as cam um, not being in tier three, I I do think he's better than um, a lot of the people in tier four. And so who knows, maybe it was one of those deals where Feldman and Mandel were, were debating, Oh, should we put cam in tier three? Maybe, you know, who knows that. And you make a great point on the injury as well, factoring into this potentially that is, I wish they would have included that in the article. Like, Oh, cam would have been here because they did. They offered explanations for a few of them. They just decided not to for, uh, for cam as well, but uh, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, and, And so, yeah, you know, we don't know exactly what went into that and, 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 and as as I mentioned before, and as as you just mentioned, I I think, especially with quarterbacks, um, the most you know obviously the most important position on the field. Like, yes. Um, do how much do those intangibles matter? You know, or are they just looking at at raw talent? You know, or how much does hey this guy has the 
has the guts to lead game winning drives, you know, like, like we've seen Cam do, um, you know, and, and so I guess we don't know everything that exactly went into, to their determining um, list, but, but I am with you that, that I think he maybe, maybe in that tier three, you know, with, with Bo Nicks, you know, maybe, and it's hard because, like how big do you make, how big do you make the tiers you know and then and all that stuff um but no i i think he is i think he's proven um to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country no doubt mm-hmm. that's where this just gets hard because like you said every quarterback is asked to do different things in their offense there's different things you can look at um look i'm sure a lot of these guys we just rolled through they have a stronger arm than cam rising as i said their highlights look better they have may, maybe more 400-yard passing games, all those kind of things. But once again, just at the end of the day, the goal of football is to win, and Cam Rising is a winner. He is – yes, he put Utah on his back against USC the first time around, but like he hasn't been like the sole reason Utah has been winning, as we mentioned with like a Caleb Williams. But Utah, there's so many games. In all their big games, pretty much they won last season. And look, he didn't play great against the or- in the Oregon game, but he was a little hurt during that. It's kind of an aberration when you look at his career games overall. Like – I look at the USC game, even the second time around, they're down 17 to three and it's about to be halftime, like two and a half minutes to go in that game. Cam leads them on two drives. And just like that, they go into the, they go into the break with the lead. Actually, I think it was 14 to three or whatever it was, but they Utah went into the break with the lead ended up going um, in that situation. Those are just kind of games and moments where once again, just cam continues to bring his, uh, his best required. So I'm not having him over Caleb Williams. I'm not putting him over Drake Bay. I'm not putting over Michael Penix Jr. I, I personally, like I said, I actually don't know if I'd put him over Jordan Travis even when you look at what Jordan Travis has done is capable of doing. I think that one's fair. I would not put him over Bo Nix off the season Bo Nix has had, but uh, I think just about anyone else on this list, I can make a legit argument for. I mean, even a Jaden Daniels. I know a lot of people really like Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is still very up and down. That LSU team had a very up and down and strange season. Everyone got crushed by Georgia, so I'm not going to put that one at him, but I already mentioned the A&M game. And I've seen a lot of Jaden Daniels too, just back when he was a Pac-12 quarterback too. That's another one where I'm like, I just don't know. That's where I think this stuff gets really interesting. And just to me, the two in particular in tier four, I look, actually there's three. I look at because I think Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. I'm surprised he's in tier four as well because Hartman's a guy coming over and joining the Fighting Irish too. That he did a lot of really productive things at Wake Forest, so I expect him to have a monster season. And I just feel like a lot of these guys, like the Grayson McCalls, the Frank Harris's, the the Pratt, if they were on the level of a Cam Rising like that, I feel like more of these Power Five programs in the age of NIL would have thrown a ton of money at them, and we would see those guys on a. Florida as per se a Graham Mertz. Now I think these guys are better than Graham Mertz as a highlighted, but I just think that more so speaks to like, Hey, the fact that they're still on these teams speaks. To they're very good quarterbacks, but the top coaches in college football weren't like, no, I need to get this guy to be my next quarterback. And I, I think there's a lot of teams that would have loved if Cam Rising entered the portal, they would have gone after a guy like him. Who's just all he's done is winning his college career. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think you bring it in, you know, that's always going to be a problem in college football, you know, is, is, you're going to have uh, really good G5 teams, really good G5 players, you know, and and how do you compare G5 and, and, you know, those really good G5 teams and players with P5 teams and players? You know, you had mm. Cincinnati a couple years ago, you know, who, who made the play, you know, and so obviously they're in a P5 now, but um, – do we call the Big 12 P5 on this show? I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, um, but, 
Yeah, you know, so I, I think that's going to always be a problem in college football is is how you you compare the G5s with the P5s. But but uh, I do agree with you that a lot of these guys, you know, um, yeah, the, the G5 guys and um, it's hard. It's hard. How how can you compare Frank Harris with mm-hmm. with Cam Rising? You know when they've kind of had different college football experiences in a lot of ways. You know, yeah, for sure. In terms of who they've played, the type of things they're asked to do, it's completely different. That's where it's hard. And I got a ton of respect for Stuart Mandel and Bruce Feldman too. I think they're both incredible at what they do. This is no different than like when your friend just says something you disagree with. That's where I'm just kind of like, I disagree with this. And uh, the other nice thing this serves as uh, to me, Ryan, is this is perfect uh, bulletin board material, right? Like you look at this and people uh, Cam rising will be like, oh, they don't think I'm on. Um, like Cam's even the type of guy, like he'll be like, Oh, you don't think I'm on the level of Caleb Williams, even though I beat him twice? Like, that's if I was Cam Rising, that's what I would be saying. I'm like, Oh, you think he's Mike, Michael Penix is better? I'm the back to back Pac 12 champ, like just more motivation, like proving people wrong. I think that's where uh, these lists are very well. And the players act like they don't care and they don't look <laughs> at it. But then at the end of the season, you get the Georgia footballs of the world who are like, We were projected to win five games, and it's like, Well, I don't know who in the world said that, but like, yeah. okay, just, just go off then. Yeah, like you. They, they see this stuff and they keep track of it. So I'm excited to see the year Cam has. It all comes back to his health, though, tying this full circle. So hopefully Cam is ready to go for the Florida game. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what he is capable of doing. Uh, Ryan, we are – or excuse me. Ryan, what do you have coming up uh, with the Deseret News? We're right now immediately as as we're recording this. Um, this will come out uh, post an NBA draft. I do want to let you know Post about. NBA draft. <laughs> yes. I should, right. I should have let you know that earlier. <laughs> so – so yeah, it drafts up, and then it is kind of ramping up for college football. We'll have NBA free agency stuff, but um, yeah, that'll be July, and then kind of come August, it's college football. Let's go, you know, and, and let's then, go exactly. Speaking our language here, we're getting closer. <laughs> and then the fall is crazy, obviously, with college football. So we're gearing up, gearing up. We absolutely are. Well, we appreciate you spending time with us uh, as always, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll be back tomorrow talking more Utah football and in particular taking a look at some of the top recruits in the state. We'll see you then on Locked On Utes.